Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. I'm Joe DeWire, staring out at this city from a hill that is high. And in many ways, it has a gate. And I'm here with Henry Bretz, who's on Castle Hill, Townsville. Yes, if on Castle Hill is at the base of Castle Hill in a hotel. In a hotel. Henry, coming at you live from, it's not hotel quarantine, it's his house. Uh, and I'm coming <laughs> at you live from uh, the house that recently dealt with a sort of poo tsunami in a way. So our living situation's <laughs> never been better, Henry. An absolute poo tsunami. Yes, yep. we're the, at, the, at the Pong Street Studios because it's like a Pong yep. Yep. from poo. And, uh, no, no, I got it. <laughs> And from Hotel uh, Brizwanda. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, the Grand. Hotel. The Grand. Oh, that's good. The Grand. Bullshit. Yeah. Test. The grand, the grand bit of a pest hotel. Yeah, great. There you go. Great. There. Yeah. That's what I'm called. That's what we're going to yeah. call this place. That's why the Grand like, Bit of a Pest Hotel. <laughs> the Grand Bit of a Pest Hotel by... Les Anderson, <laughs> like Les Kiss, like the mangroves. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Is that what I mean? There you and go. Speaking of the mangroves, speaking no, I won't, I won't skip ahead. I won't skip ahead. Housekeeping. Mm, housekeeping. Highgate so Hill, though, is what we're doing, as you mentioned yep. there. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm really amped to talk about it. I'm excited. There, is, there isn't a ton to say, but the people who have written in have done a fabulous job. And I just want to thank our fans and listeners and Unpakistanis, treasured friends of the show over the past few weeks. The quality of writing in has been great. Mm. Keep it coming. I want to see the messages. I want to see the replies to the stories. Really helps me placing how everyone feels about how Highgate Hill, because I learned, Henry, my feelings about Highgate Hill, if anything, too positive. I love Highgate Hill, but I learned today that uh, not everyone, not everyone agrees with me. I think, Joey, it was your call to action in the first episode that we did in the new format coming from the Longstreet Studios and the Grand Bit of a Pest Hotel yep. is that <laughs> uh, what we learnt is that, yeah, we, we, my memory, though it will never fade of Brisbane, a little bit needs some sharpening on yeah, just a, a little bit of those details. Bit of a, bit of a touch up, you know, yeah, just like, uh, just like a... Penrith needed after losing to South Sydney in the first round of the finals. Gee, what a game, though. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> let's, well, let's briefly cover that. Let's briefly get the mini episode of the Rugby League podcast we wish <laughs> we were hosting out of the way. Where You watched at the studios? I uh, watched at the studios. Uh, i got to be honest, as a person who believes in Brisbane uh, as much as the sport of rugby league, hosting the grand final was amazing. I went down to Caxton Street with, with Jack and co and... Uh, uh, there were lines everywhere. So had Ivy co- Blue- had Co like it. Did, <laughs> did, did Co get in? <laughs> no, nah, they said, oh, "Look, mate, you just look like a vague, undescribed blob, so you're not getting in anyway. You've had a I, bit much." Because I thought Co was into AFL because he's from Geelong. <laughs> so I that's his favourite code. He uh, he puts yeah. the Co in it. <laughs> he puts the Co in code. No, nah, um, good fellow. No, mate. Caxton Street was absolutely going off. Mm. Um, Ivy Blue, which is that random new rooftop bar that's replaced the Rocket Room. I was- beg, I beg your pardon. <laughs> no, it's so funny. So what? What called- in the name of Graham Quirk so is Ivy you- Blue? Look it up because they're trying to turn it into like an influencer rooftop bar thing. So the other day they uploaded a photo. I think Michael Finch, the uh, Brisbane influencer, okay. um, so- I, think, I think he stabbed a guy. It was there. On the weekend. Oh, um, sorry. I've, ju- I've just looked up Ivy Blue, and all I'm getting is a uh, New Zealand fashion Be- label. I'm getting Beyonce's daughter, uh, Blue Ivy oh, Carter. Blue, uh, yeah, yeah. Who's not who I'm after? Um, Look up Ivy Blue Caxton Street. So, but but my favourite thing for anyone who knows the venue I'm talking about, it's at the level of Caxton Street, but because the street behind <laughs> it goes down, it's perhaps one story above the ground, if that. It's about 1.5 metres off the ground and they're pitching it as a rooftop bar and in none of their marketing can you tell that it's not like 10 stories up. They're very strategically not showing you in photos where it is. Anyway, I love these, it. These photos make it look like it's fucking Q1. 
It makes yeah, it. It makes legit. it makes it look like it is so high in the sky. It looks like it would have been a bloody target in two thousand and one. Yeah. In the <laughs> like, that's how high these images are making it look. And you know, why I couldn't find it, mate. They've dropped the e off blue, so it's oh, ivy. Sorry, it's yeah. ivy blue. Sorry, uh, I should have clarified. There's a certain French. Uh, you didn't tell me it was a bloody French rooftop bar. <laughs> now, um, what is no, it on so, the Eiffel friggin' tower? <laughs> so, Caxton Street has recently been graced with uh, ivy blue and Enzo. Sorry, can you can you re-explain where it is to me? So it's where the rocket room used to be. Oh right! Did the, oh the rocket room, the rocket room didn't make it surprising. Yeah, did, did, Absolutely did, did, no one. The rocket room didn't exactly take off. Oh, the regulars oh. are pretty upset. Both of them. Uh, but no, uh, no, holds- obviously not. Uh, that, that wasn't us mocking a business that failed in COVID. Um, bloody, uh, uh, but if good folk, if good folk want to get in touch and speak up on behalf of all the miffed businesses out there, nah, I loved in- Rocket Room. I loved that they always had a DJ yeah. there. I loved that there, uh, the DJ was half the half the patrons. <laughs> often they were just playing movies. Yep, <laughs> like Mark Mark Wahlberg deep cuts. There was like Rush Hour. I know Rush Hour Two oh, doesn't get Mark Wahlberg, but I think they had it once. You get like a pretty in pink. They were showing a lot of yeah, old yeah. Yeah, classic um, films. But, but speaking of Caxton Street, Henry, um, Enzo Ioli is also uh, one of the new spots that's opened. Uh, also, <laughs> perhaps not a quite the mega hit they expected. Is 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 Enzo Ioli related to Enzo and Sons? <laughs> so, so what I'm happened to the Sons? Did the Sons buy out? Realizing, <laughs> did the Sons sell their ticket on the Titanic and think, "Hey, this guy Ollie's pretty keen to get in with Dad with we'll with, let, we'll with, with old mate Enzo." <laughs> <laughs> no, I get the impression that there were two Sons, Ollie and someone else. Two Sons, um, and the other son is gone uh, and started Ivy Blue right. <laughs> across the road. Ivy Blue, um, but no. So on Grand Final Day, like, like I love Ivy Blue and Enzo Ioli um, and all of Caxton Street, but it's fair to say they're never packed. On Grand no, Final I, I Day, no, I don't think. Holy crap, mate! <laughs> Souths have a chance, and Wayne might get a Wayne might get a ninth premiership to Ivy Blue. <laughs> well, no, eight, this is eight, the thing. Eight, sorry, before you Two, oh, correct me. 2.30 p.m., four hours before kickoff, you can't get into Ivy Blue and Enzo Ioli and anywhere to save your life. They oh. were packed to the rafters, um, which is coming back, I think, actually on uh, Channel 7. They're, yeah, they're re- um, no, I thought they are rebooting it on Prime Video. I was on Prime. You see the Hugh Sheridan identifies as a Hugh man? No, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Good on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well done. I identify as a blue man. Uh, <laughs> as a, I love uh, Ivy Blue. blue. Yeah, ah. no, I'm, I'm very excited for the return of the show and uh, a lot of love to Hugh and uh, his journey. I can't uh, say I, I can't say I really ever watched Pack to the Rafters. No, nor did I. I was always and aware I'm, it was. It's like Offspring. I was always aware they were on, but have they made a documentary called Pat to the Rafters about Pat, Pat Rafters <laughs> playing career? Because that'd be well, pretty. I fun. assume that's why part of the reason it was called Pack to the Rafters in addition to the family being called the Rafters. It's very backwritten though, isn't it? Because isn't the ra- isn't Pack to the Rafters, that was already a saying. Yeah, that's true. It's like we've spoken about in this show before, sitcoms where they've clearly just backwritten like the joke me and Katie used to make of can't live with them where the family were John and Emily with. <laughs> Is that a real show? No, we just made it up. But it's, <laughs> right, it's right. that style. It's that yeah, style yeah, of sitcom yeah, yeah. where, like, there's Sitcom's other ones called like like different strokes, and it's about and a it, swim team. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> like, what or like about, no, no, no. It's like um, two birds, one stone, and the family's surname are the birds or something. Yeah, yeah. It's also a bad example. But, you know. <laughs> None of us. Maybe it's not as prevalent as we think. You know what? Maybe this isn't a thing. Um, you know, How I Met Your Mother, where uh, there's a mother. So backwritten, man. <laughs> uh, what? Um, and they meet. Uh, mm. I, I think, well, that's good to hear that Caxton Street was thriving. I mean, yeah. we should, for a podcast that's about Brisbane, we should say, I think, at least from where I was sitting up here in North Queensland, we did a bang-up job. Suncorp yep. couldn't have looked more like every other grand final, the like, and I, and I mean this even in the aesthetic sense in that the lighting was perfect. I think yeah. the, the pre-show entertainment was as random as you'd have come to expect from any, from Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. what happened there? Timmy <laughs> trumpet is the sort of bullshit entertainment you get from a Sydney grand final. So it really helped the realism. What? Was that announced? Like, <laughs> I think they must. I, I think, think he, he, was, I think he I, just got I, up. 
I'm sure because of the border, you just can't get that many musicians at the moment. He's a bloody nightclub comedian. Yeah. He's, he just, it would have been pretty funny if he just whipped out the last post and really throwing everyone off their <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> just to make it, just yelling, all right, minute silence, last <laughs> post, just killing the vibe entirely. <laughs> oh, God. Timmy Trumpet's gone full Anzac on us. Oh, uh, no. Uh, um, um, no, Cable yeah. Hydekey did an amazing job. Brisbane yeah. Girl doing an amazing job with the national anthem there. Ian um, Moss. Uh, Mossy. It, I really, they'll just trot out cultures or members of cultures or songs till they're all dead. Uh, how, good how, how good was Tucker's daughter? I didn't actually see the pre-show entertainment. I was at the oh, um, um, it was, was were, good. I got to, I watched it up here. I watched it at the Seaview Hotel. Ah, uh, which I imagine has a better view than the concrete out of your hotel room. Yeah, it does, in fact. <laughs> That's why I spent most of my time there. But, mm. in, in fact, it has a view of the sea. Can you believe it? But we, yeah, there's a, a bunch of uh, journos down there, just like in the old days, really, you know, just kicking back with a few journos, sharing some cigars <laughs> and drinks, really uh, talking about that <laughs> talking about that Richard Nixon and how we're going to... Uh, <laughs> We're going to bring him down. Cracking you know, those big stories like who makes the biggest cucumber in Townsville? Yeah, that's it. I, I couldn't believe that um, I, I've, I've never seen the face of my fellow journalists because there's too much cigar smoke as we talk about <laughs> th- that damn Watergate robbery and how fishy it smells. It's just journalism up here. Just, but, uh, just nothing but pure journalism. Just classic pure journalism. But, yeah, we did. And, of course, uh, friend of the show, Keenan Pakistani, Toby, his parents, uh, James and Lisa, were in town on a road. Oh, so yeah, so I actually watched the final with uh, you know one of my best mates' parents and the uh, the casting crew of several media outlets of uh, of Townsville. So we had a great time, but we got That's there. Great. We got there at about bloody five. Um, and oh, so you didn't give yourself a big run up? No, five. It started at six thirty. We had about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, but we were at Caxton Street at two thirty, Henry. Yeah, but. Crucially, Townsville wasn't 50 <laughs> metres away from the yeah, friggin' game. Yeah, bit, of a, bit of a key difference there. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, we, so we, we got there. Oh, well, it was, the line was already 40 minutes and um, we basically didn't know what to do. So we went through, as uh, my friend Tom suggested, he was yeah. like, go through. <laughs> the press entrance. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To the yeah. pub. Yeah, lease sales will meet you around the back. Yeah, yeah. go um, through the speaking <laughs> truth to power door. <laughs> Barry Cassidy will jump the fence. <laughs> uh, but we we went through the gaming room and then into the smokers area of the gaming room where there was a like bathroom door and managed to get into the main bar. It was the oh, easiest fantastic. Act. I think like 20 minutes later, um, another mate of mine tried to do it. And, and they shut him. And they were like, if you do that, you're getting kicked out. I was like... <laughs> Got in, yeah. Got uh, but but it's not all fun and games in Townsville, Henry. Because I think you had a bout of something rather negative uh, that you wanted to tell the Unpakistanis about in the housekeeping. It it, mm. it it reflects well on Brisbane food and perhaps poorly on Townsville. Yeah, we had a we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast with uh, Joe's experience with Greek food, and then yeah. I mean we've. It, we're a poo positive podcast. We have spoken mm. about, uh, obviously, that Long Street was uh, flooded. Actively, with- we actively encourage bowel movements. Yep, we, yeah. we love it. Um, but there was fecal involvement at Long Street. And then now, so watch the game. Great night. Obviously, I was going for South Sydney, as I bet a lot of people were. Very sad to see Adam Reynolds uh, come up short in the, yep. in the kicking game. Hope it doesn't uh, leave him mentally scarred too much for his uh, yep. next season at the Broncos. Hopefully, anyway. it makes him hungry. Anyway, like so Pen- you were, like I was. So Penrith win. Well, this is the thing, mate. I had a few more beers at the pub. Everyone rolled out, went back to my, uh, went back to the grand bit of a pest hotel, and then <laughs> I, I had had a late lunch. Now I'm not going to name the place, uh, but I had a late lunch at a fairly popular establishment in Townsville, and I, it was a chicken bowl like a chicken taco bowl. And I I can't emphasize enough how close I was to not going there and going to get something else, but I I stuck with it. And I was like, something a bit greasier. And I was like, no, I'm going to go with the healthy option. And it is is quite healthy. I've I've gone home, I reckon gone to bed, fairly drunk, like, you know, had had a few beers, but nothing on the scale of would cause illness. Wake up at about 3 a.m. And I was basically spewing and pooing 
until 3 p.m. on the Monday. And luckily, it was a public holiday, so I didn't have to uh, take the show off or anything. But, oh, my God. Oh, were you not broadcasting? No. So, that was a little relief. Oh, okay. So, I, I, I had a day to recover. Okay, okay. That's better than, hey, you're listening to ABC North Queensland and, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Oh, um, nice. Now, JT, what would you say is the perfect pass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Serious. Oh, this? Henry. What's this, the cowboy season just mucking around? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, I didn't have that experience, but I... Uh, very much was sleeping on my bathroom floor. I cannot yeah. emphasize enough. I considered calling an ambulance because uh, I thought I was losing so much fluid. And the yeah. moment I, the moment I put water in my mouth, it would just reproduce as, uh, as some sort of acidic bile. So, mate, it, it just kind of calls it like, God, you become aware that you live alone in moments like that. Um, I, I was really scared for you when you texted yeah. me. Yeah, I, I I would have called the ambulance almost at the drop of a hat. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go through this alone. I'll um I'll I'll send you right now, and I'll I'll yeah. put the um I'll put it on the Instagram when we yeah. drop when we drop this episode. It's not a photo of it, is it? Well, it's not a gross one. This is just the photo that I sent to Georgia at quarter past four in the morning. Um, awake or just blissfully. Unaware of uh, no, you go go through the tower power. Well, she no, she knew nothing. So because I, you know, said goodnight to her before. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, like that's a man. Oh, you look, that's you look, a, oh, you look awful. He's knocking, knock, knocking on heaven's door. That guy. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. So I mean, just to just to let yeah, it dreadful, like, man. Bro, the first actual food I ate maybe 20 minutes before we recorded this. I ate nothing but- Are you serious? I got some cornflakes in maybe like 24 hours later and then I got- Surely not with milk. Like the tiniest bit of milk. And then I got- uh, Yeah, I've been doing a fair bit of toast. toast. And did did a veggie. And today I got- Weirdly, I went back to chicken. It was the first thing I had. Are you Um, kidding? But I cooked it myself. I had that quality control. I I generally- I'm often pretty reluctant to trust chicken cooked anywhere I, else well, except I, for myself. Like now, now I won't. Yeah. I'm now yeah. like, it's not worth it. Like after what, what, what I, after I, what I just to, went through, yeah. curled in, naked in the fetal position yeah. on the ground. And again, living alone out loud saying, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm like, I was just out loud saying this to myself. Like I'm going to die. I was so convinced that like the hotel owner, owner, like probably just the person working. They like, call the owner. Um, would like, kick the door down and be the like, owner yeah. comes in personally. The owner's like, hello, I'm a, a multi-million like in a suit. <laughs> then like, I'm sorry, they called me and I heard you were uh, absolutely ill. Yeah, man, real bad. Like Terrible. really, the worst 24 hours of my life. Just wow. shivering, vomiting. Like it was hell. And then I <laughs> shat my bed. Literally, I shat the bed. It's like Adam Reynolds kicking. We both, we both shat the bed that night. So what, I, what you're saying is uh, don't get Pfizer. That's exactly <laughs> Okay, right, Henry. And it, could only have, vax, mate. and it could only have been that booster shot. Uh, that, 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 wait, you're, that a, you're already on the boosters? Yeah, Biden sent Jeez, one. Mate. He Jeez. said, you get this in here. Um, all right, mate. So let's look at uh, the last thing you wanted to mention is just a little bit of, once again, NRL news before yeah, we... No, uh, feel like, actually, we'll feel like we've been... No, we'll whip past that. Um, no, we'll just say very briefly, uh, whispers of rumours of talk um, mm. of a uh, Mangroves gig potentially at lefties uh, around Christmas. And so I just wanted to put the early early uh, word out to all the Unpakistanis. What's the Christmas cover you most want to hear? Because mm. you better believe how to make gravy be getting a run, but I'm going to mount a really solid campaign for last Christmas. Oh, I'd love to. One I'm of my favourite songs. I'll be 100% behind right. that. Yeah. I think a bit cocky to do, do they know it's Christmas when you're a band of four people? I would I would love to do some kind of live aid wink, but I do yeah. I do agree that could come off as, as incredibly uh, <laughs> self-important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and we'll see how it goes. We'll keep the Unpakistanis um, updated, but maybe... Um, maybe there's a chance I could make an appearance. We'll, we'll see. It, it probably will just be the Mangroves, uh, you know, Joe and Joe and Heyman, Nelson, Dylan leading the charge. Yeah. 
But, you know, Christmas miracles happen and maybe Santa will deposit a little present on stage that someone bursts out of while they're holding a base. Who knows? Santa can... Totally could happen. Santa can pay for my flights and cover my leave. We'll see how we go. Right. Alrighty, Uh, let's get into Highgate Hill, Henry, uh, with first up, a little bit of Wikipedia wig out. All right, let's kick off a quick guess of the population. Um, 5,600. No, 6,194. That's fine. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's closer than you've been. Um, So talking about Highgate Hill, it's a high-density suburb that mixes uh, both large blocks of flats and Queenslanders. The density of the suburb began to increase with redevelopment and the building of flats during the interwar years. Now, they mentioned the bloody density. West End is crowded in terms of bodies everywhere. But you drive through Highgate Hill, you see some of these apartment blocks, and I'm like, they do an amazing job mm-hmm. of not being a more packed, disgusting suburb. For I might talk about the bloody density. It's so dense. It is dense. It it'd sink if it was if it was uh, warm water. It'd sink in. Uh, I've never I've never understood. No, the sorry. Density if it was rules. if it was cold water, it would sink. In a uh, in in warm water because cold water is more dense than warm water. Is it? It is. I did this as an experiment. Do you want to know? Like in year seven, do you know how you know? So in hot water, the atoms are all darting yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, they're moving around more because they're hot. Whereas yeah, in, I know in, that. In cold, they're all still. So it means that think of a trampoline. If there's people jumping around on it, you can fit two or three people on the trampoline. That's hot water. But if ah. everyone's still, you can fit 20 people on a trampoline, hence it's denser. So that's why denser. cold water is denser than hot water. That's a go. good science lesson, Henry. Um, but speaking of the apartment blocks, uh, they're all centred along the main road of Doorknock Terrace. And this is a trend that was started in 1960 by the landmark Torbreck Building. Now, do you know anything about the Torbreck Building? I know nothing at all. So, nor did I until today. I didn't realise this. So, the Torbreck building, uh, it's one of the big brick, like, it doesn't look flash. It was built in 1960, uh, but one of the big high-rises in Highgate Hill. It was the first high-rise residential development in Brisbane ever. Wow. So, previously to 1960, you just did not have blocks of apartments that were bigger than one or two levels. How many did it say it was? How many, do we have how many stories it is? Uh, I don't know how many stories. It's 150 units. It'd be at least 12, 13, 14, 15 stories. Like, it's big. Yeah, wow. Um, I think, I mean, I know that's not the one that Charlie and Hannah lived in, is it? No, that wasn't quite that tall. No, that was was two stories. Yeah. (laughs) Two two or three stories. Maybe because it was was on a hill. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Oh, yeah, no, Um, that was only about three stories. That that felt bloody high. You know, those big um, brick high-rises along um, the cliffs in New Farm, mm. they were all inspired by Torbreck. So, ah. Torbreck, or the Torbreck Home Units, was the first high-rise and mixed-use residential development. Oh, sorry, in Queensland. Oh. Um, and they're, I'll say this to the outset, it's fucking ugly, but they're now all heritage-listed home units, and they all, they've got that classic, like, grandma unit feel of, you know, tile and carpet and yellow wallpaper. Mm. They're heritage-listed because they were the first one ever. So, apparently... Oh, yeah, first- I'm, having, I'm having a look at it, I know it. Oh, yeah, it's an absolute yeah. stinker of a look. Yeah, I, di- I didn't want to be too harsh. It's very ugly. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> they've clearly it- modernised it a bit, though. Like, it, it looks... So. It looks like something you'd see at the coast. Like, it looks like... It- but I think I think you know, I, we're going to Torbreck for New Year's. It's like it looks like I somewhere encourage. a couple of streets back at yeah. Burley Heads. Every every Pakistani should take a look at it because you will recognise it as the classic like ten story high rise you see everywhere in Queensland. Like yeah, it's like the yeah. shitty old Broadbeach apartments and like stuff like that. But apparently it, it it drew an enormous amount of public interest and headlines. Um, and I just like this line from Wikipedia. Public response and interest in the project was greater than anything earlier in Brisbane's history. <laughs> so, despite the war, <laughs> this was the thing that really got to everyone. Because in the previous point, you said that it was in those interwar years that the redevelopment and the density of the suburb began to increase. Yeah. So, 
I guess the interwar years, they mean 1918 to 1939. Yeah. It's a pretty big period of time. Like they've included the Depression, they've included all of the 20s and pretty much all of the 30s. It just, it feels weird. To, I've never really heard that lengthy period of time described as the interwar yeah. years. It sort of makes it sound like, all right, we're between wars, just put your feet up, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> nothing of any significance. All right, guys, we've got a buy this week. Uh, <laughs> got another war in a bit. Uh, obviously, stretch Germany, out a uh, bit. Germany just needs to re- recharge and they'll have another go pretty soon. Germany uh, uh, took their medicine uh, and they're probably going to come back for a rematch. So uh, reckon, uh, stay around. Now, anyone out there reckons Germany's done, well, just just hang around. Don't, mm. don't go anywhere, folks. They've got some things planned. Um, uh, but yeah, Henry, that's that's Torbrecht for you. That's very cool. I, I do love that line. <laughs> so nothing got more media attention than no. you know, Poor old, um, not not Boys Swallows University Q Pack. No, not, uh... <laughs> not the Federation. Thought, <laughs> thought that thought that might have been a big deal. Not, I don't know. Like surely at the time, colonising Brisbane was big news in the colony. Apparently not, mate. Um, no, no, no. Keep it to yourself. Several had like public response and interest to the project was greater than anything earlier in Brisbane's history. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, we now know as a trivia question at that point, what was the biggest deal ever? Yeah, it was in 1960. The first high rise in Brisbane. There should be more history around that. They should have some sort of observation deck. You know what I mean? Well, like, I did like, find... Uh, like uh, in uh, Melbourne when you go to The Edge uh, on, um, the, on the top of Eureka Tower and you can stand in a little... You'd hate this. You stand in like a little glass compartment and it, oh, no. it, it, it extends electronically out and then the glass, it's like you're standing on glass over the city of Melbourne. Um, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> it's not all the money in the world. It's, it's like you're a giant walking on <laughs> the alleyway. No, it's like you're a human that's going to fall. It's well, so you'd, scary. You'd fall onto a on, into Daniel Andrews' welcoming, <laughs> loving arms. Um, oh, hey, but yeah. attack! Um, but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have we got on the Wikipedia hand? So we got at the highest point mm. of Highgate Hill. So the highest high of Highgate Hill yeah, is almost a, a mountain. Almost is a small park which boasts excellent views of the city and surrounding hills it's particularly popular during summer due to the cool breezes yeah just the you go (laughs) no no i just i was gonna that's a weird thing to write on a wikipedia as well i was gonna say what what isn't popular in In summer summer due to the cool breezes yeah yeah there you go Uh, the the idea that this park is just needing to explain that it's particularly popular in the summer. I'd also argue that parks, by and large, are more popular in winter. When mm. it's sunny, you're not in the wet season and it's cool, so you can sit outside. I think picnic season is very much winter. I think picnic season is, to me, August and September, like mm. coming out of winter into spring. I just I partly say that just because, you know, birthdays. Uh, but. Yeah. I think that that feels like peak time. Oh, oh, in January, I'm not often like, yeah, let's have a picnic because it's a fucking stinker. Oh, I mean, the Unpakistanis are well across how I feel about picnics. Can you imagine? Yeah. I already complain about getting itchy, sweaty, and getting a wedgie. Yeah, you vomiting imagine, all on the floor. You know, <laughs> sweaty. Oh, can you imagine? Die. Can you imagine what a damp summer bum would do for a yeah. Brett's, for a Brett's set of jocks? <laughs> like Shrek's house down there. It's out of control. Like a swamp? It's a bloody swamp. Jeez, you've been I living got, alone for way too long, mate. I got three, blind, I got three blind mice and a gingerbread man. I got three blind pubes. Trying to take my friggin' undies away because they think it's Shrek's house. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got a wolf dressed as a grandma. I got pigs. <laughs> I got a friggin' fairy. I got a... I got uh the three blind mice again. The three blind <laughs> mice again. I got bloody. I got a friggin' uh, donkey that talks, and they're all trying to get my undies I got at a, a picnic Sid. in summer because they think it's a. They think it's Shrek's house. I got a Sid the the sloth. No crossover. Different universe. <laughs> it's like the MCU shared universe, brother. That'd be like if Batman was in the MCU. <laughs> the, the the shared universe was already the nursery rhymes. No, fair, no. Shrek is already a shared universe. <laughs> the Shrek CU already exists. Do not throw Sloth or Manny or the baby in there. What's the baby's name in Ice, uh, in Ice Age? 
Friggin' Sna- Milo. Snaggle, Snaggletooth. That's not the truth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Snaggletooth. <laughs> it's friggin'. Um, it's probably like friggin' Ben or something. It's probably, yeah. Uh, anyway, I only had one more thing of note from the Highgate Hill Wikipedia page before we get into contemporary. And mm. rest assured, everyone who wrote in to tell us about this park, which uh, I also know the Wikipedia page doesn't give us its name. That's sort of, yeah, that's what I sort of st- started at. I was like, does it yeah. have a name, this park? Um, the locals call it Goon Hill, which is fucking awesome. That is sick. Uh, and we will talk about that. But no, I just wanted to say that um, there was a bit of conversation on the Wikipedia page about Highgate Hill and literature. And it says that the 1994 novel for children, The Highgate Hill Mob, relates the escapades of four kids who live in the suburb of Highgate Hill. Now, I'm taking mob in this context to be like it's their gang, mm. like a good felt, like a, like the mafia mob. I yes. read the book. Um, I gather it's quite a violent story about four very cruel children uh, mm. who break legs and steal lunch money. But, yeah, it's just interesting. I um, It would be very... Uh subversive of that time period to tell a story from the point of view of the bullies. Cause I tell you for yeah. all the, for all the praise they heap on Enid Blyton, those kids were geeks. Yeah. Bloody oath. I, I don't care. Just, they're, they're famous five famous for shining their shoes and showing up on time. Oh, bloody oath. secret seven. Great at solving a mystery. I bet they didn't have a semi date. Yeah. Bloody oath. Show me the, you know, severe six. <laughs> That's oh, that's awesome. Couldn't think of a better term for bullying. The fucked up five. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> freaky five. Enid Blyton's original draft. The fucked in the head five. <laughs> and like one of them brings a spanner to school in his bloody sock. He's a freak. It's not even for violence. He's just ready to tighten anything if you need it. He just likes making it harder sort to of get nice. He just makes harder to get a coke lid off yeah. it's bottle yeah. uh that is sick that is very cool yeah. i love that book i can't you know, believe was that do we know that it was set in that spot yeah set in highgate hill it's not just highgate like hill mob that is very cool um it's like uh when i was oh seven or eight uh i wrote a book called the fortitude valley detective agency about three or four young. did you people. actually yeah yeah it's like it's like handwritten like but i'd say 40 odd pages like, it was long have we still but got I, that yeah, I, I have heaps of copies of it. We'll publish it. We'll publish it. Um, okay, let's. If you read, we'll do an episode of the podcast where we share yeah. our literature. You do that, and I'll yeah. try and find my year nine diary, which Great. is one of the more uh, insane pieces of writing. Yeah, that that's that's sort of going to play like an American Psycho first person unreliable narrator novel. I think. Oh mate, there's some <laughs> there's some, unreliable. There are some observations, um, um, but. I remember I wrote the Fortitude Valley Detective Agency because I used to play for Valleys, as in the Fortitude Valley Rugby League Club, which is in Grange. I don't think I'd ever set foot in the valley when I wrote this book. You kind of accidentally chosen the most badass suburb in Brisbane. I fucking nailed it. It sounds like something something Trent Dalton had right now. I was going to say, I think I might send it to Trent. Um, Anyway, I'll reveal the twist now. Um, uh, Nah, I was very proud of it. The grandma did it. Ah. Never, never suspect it. The kind grandma who brings some like cordial and shit. Did how did your grandma feel about that? Uh, I think because they were both alive, they could both feel like it was clearly written about the other. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, go, oh, no, it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, shall we? Shall we dive into the contemporary world of uh, Highgate Hill? Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Yeah, and thanks again to everyone who wrote in. Uh, Hen, I wanted to say at the outset, Highgate Hill has this interesting dichotomy. I always thought it was Sharehouse Central because it's like 10 minutes from West End. It's obviously a popular place, and, and a lot of people made this point. Um, so Prum has lived in the area all her life, makes the point very well that it's it's where you go when you can't quite afford West End prices, but you still want that lifestyle. And there's a fair argument to be made that we'll come to later that the traffic's not quite as bad, you know, you can get around easily, and you can go in and out of West End as you please. Um, but probably my biggest mistake in my own perception of contemporary Highgate Hill is I thought it was like this kind of new up-and-coming suburb that's really come out of nowhere in the last five, ten years. 
Not at all. It's no. one of Brisbane's most expensive and most popular suburbs and has been for <laughs> some, some time. It's just I've only really known it in the last five, ten years. Well, it's so plays the sort of cousin to, to West End. And, yeah, mm. that's, that was my thoughts is if I had a choice between living in West End or living <laughs> ni- Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just, just, just drank some water the wrong way. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe has just done a spit take oh. of water, like oh. of a cartoon oh. degree. Oh. I should point out for the unpacker studies who can't see this, Joe around the house doesn't drink from a, a mug mm. or a water bottle. Joe drinks from like a vase. Mm. It's a huge it's jug a of one, water. It's a one litre carafe. Like you get at a cafe. And it's and all just, he drinks I, try. Have you ever yeah. washed it? It's no, no. Because yeah. <laughs> they nothing but water. Oh. <laughs> no need to wash it. What would I wash it with? Water. Check me. <laughs> <laughs> Check me, buddy. In that case, I wash it every day. Mm. It's like when mum was like, oh, wash your water glass. No. No. <laughs> it's oh, just water. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wash it down my throat. Yeah, I swished the water around in it and got rid of the water. <laughs> It'll be my wee, it'll be my wee in a bit. My wee. Uh, anyway, um, sorry. The point I was making, which is yeah. nowhere near as entertaining as you choking on yeah. uh, on H two O. I'm fine H2O. now. I'm fine now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just add is, water. Oh, bleh. Cleo. What's that TikTok thing? Anyway, um, what? Oh, there's some TikTok thing. Mate, from- you, you know, you know better than to go to me. What's that TikTok thing? You know, Dr. Carl asked me on the radio today, have I heard of TikTok? I was like, yes, mate. <laughs> You're like, yeah, have you met my girlfriend? I fucking heard of TikTok. I was like, Dr. Carl, you better, you better believe I've heard of TikTok. Yeah, and maybe I haven't actively engaged in listening about TikTok, but I've heard of it passively. I'm like, Dr. Carl, I'm like a friggin' clock. I've got so much TikTok in my life. Yeah, I'm like a TikTok biscuit. They're delicious, man. Oh, yum. Now, that's a TikTok I can get around. Um <laughs> Now, Terrible new advertising campaign. Yeah, for like adults trying to get their kids. It's like, get your kids off TikTok and, and give them a TikTok. And it's like old people. It's like a montage of kids putting their phones like in the bin. They go too yeah. far. Arnott's or whoever makes them. Burn their phones. Like yeah, yeah. Book, They're like but throwing, it's got real book yeah. burning vibes. It's like, yeah. oh, just. It's like. Like birds of Tokyo's lanterns playing as they're like <laughs> burning all their phones in a pile and walking away to eat a TikTok. It's like TikTok, the right kind. Yeah, and then it's like dun dun dun. dun, dun I love it. Dun, dun, <laughs> with um, our lanterns on, or like but, uh, eating TikTok biscuits. Yeah, but what were you going to say about Hogan Hill though? Uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> nice. No, uh, I was just thinking about if I could be near West End. I would rather that than being in West End. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Because Montague Road, as we've discussed, is just hell on earth. It's yep. a terrible gridlock. It's a bottleneck. So I, I think living in Highgate Hill, even if it meant, even I'm going to say a 15-minute walk. Oh, even, yeah. even If it meant a 15-minute walk to West End and to get to Archive and have a drink or the Boundary yep. or to, to hang out in West End, I'm still taking that. Also, a lot of the places in West End, really small. I imagine you're getting a bit more of a spacious place. It's, yep. not, as, um, it's not as inundated Highgate Hill with share houses as I agree. I, I was originally led to believe, but I think the ones who do it, do it well. I, I think they yeah. have less share houses, but the people who have a share house there give share houses a great name. And for example, um, like just to give you some perspective, Lefkis, jewel in West End's crown, is 15 metres from the Highgate Hill border because Doornock Terrace is basically where Highgate Hill is. So mm. you could be living in Highgate Hill and you're one minute from Lefkis. They really are on top of each other. Yeah. like Highgate, I, I always got confused between Highgate Hill. Yeah, and um, someone, someone wrote in, and, and I apologise for forgetting, but they were like, I know it was, uh, it was Bella. Um, made the great point of how you're going to pull an episode out of three streets. Highgate Hill is really small. Yeah, it is. Which yeah. speaks to the density because it's got 6,000 people packed mm. in there. But yeah, I agree. The share houses in Highgate Hill, get it right. And I think Sophie's room as well. West End said, is enough of a brand name of itself that you don't put in the effort. Highgate Hill, the effort's there. Now, did, did Sophie say as well that she lived there with her family and then yeah. decided to stay? I, I think that's, I, I can see it being a suburb that, uh, has broad appeal because I, yeah. I know of families who live there who are still, you know, the parents are still a bit bohemian, but maybe don't want to live in West End amongst yeah. uh, the hustle and the bustle of that. But then, you know, want to be close to it. A lot of schools around for the kids. It's 
pretty easy to get yeah. to the other side of town if you need to do that. So, yeah, I think it's, I, I can see it's, why a family would live there and then the children of that family would then gravitate towards being in a share house in the same suburb, which I don't yeah. think is I don't think is particularly common. No, uh, no. so I, th- I think that's a great little tick for Highgate Hill. Uh, yeah, it does. I feel as well because it's got those you know big old classic sort of like grandma style brick units. It, I feel like it's got some of Brisbane's oldest and youngest residents, but everyone seems to get along. Like if it you wrote seem- if you wrote a murder mystery where buildings were involved, then the grandma units would be the killer. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, I'd. I, as an author, I don't use the same trope twice. So maybe the grandma saves the day. Yeah, no author. Brilliant. No, no author uses the same trope twice. Dan Brown. <laughs> oh, there's a secret code. Really? Oh, oh, really? The, the professor of a made-up field known as well, symbology will find out. Guess we better get the one friggin' uni lecturer <laughs> who can help us save the Pope. Call the friggin' FBI. <laughs> I really really believed i think for a couple of weeks after reading the da vinci code i was like right i i know what i i want to i would know what i want to do at uni i want to be a professor of symbology <laughs> and i told my parents and they're like it's not real they're like there's there's genuinely no such thing i wonder how robert langdon has uh transitioned to online teaching i wonder how <laughs> i wonder how him and dr jones have gone with zoom <laughs> Just uh, it much, much harder for like um, your weird 19 year old students to hit on you by blinking over Zoom. <laughs> be like, oh, sorry, your laptop's frozen. There's a, seems to be a problem. Just sending eye yeah. gifs that, that go over um, and over. But no, Soph nailed it. And, and on the families thing, um, she mentioned that it, it, it's the families whose parents gentrified West End in the 80s and 90s settled down in Highgate Hill. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they, 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 moved, done, they moved to the, yeah, to the borders. You know, in the 90s, they, they turned West End a bit nicer and, and, you know, almost that first generation of indie youth share housey instead of actual, you know, quote-unquote battlers. Um, and then it's like, I love this area. I want to stay here. We'll go Highgate Hill. Um, I'm also going to take a shot in the dark. Say what you will about the Breezes point. Highgate Hill must stay much cooler than West End in the summer because West End has a lot of concrete and if you're not close to the river and you're not getting that breeze, it must cook. I think literally apart from being in, is it Oriel Park? I think yeah. that yeah. Uh, wraps around West End there where, yeah, of course you're on the river, you're getting a breeze. I think apart from that, you really would be saying, yeah, on the whole Highgate Hill would be, I mean, but apart from that little park, apart from Goon Park, is there Goon many, is there Goon Hill? Sorry. Is there many places to take full advantage of that breeze? Cause oh. it's still, it's still quite tarmac, tarmac, bitumen no tarmac. Oh, definitely. There's no friggin' airport. Um, yeah, well, apparently you've got the Highgate Hill Park, which I think is Goon Hill and Brighton Park. And another one Hamish told us about that apparently has a community pizza oven, but we'll talk, talk about that under food. Oh, um, cool. That is but, cool. But it's, it's telling, Henry, that we're, when we're embarking to talk about Highgate Hill, we're talking so much about West End. Yeah. Um, you know, they really are. How do you characterise the relationship? Do you think it's little brother, big brother, cousin... I'm going to throw one out there. I think they're like married. Okay. I think they are so close and really entwined. Is it a good marriage? I think it's a good marriage, but the wife West End is um, the bread maker. And, and, and I'm going to say in a fairly well-known job. Okay. Um, yeah. I'd say there's a lot of, there's a bit of limelight. A bit of a stay-at-home husband. What I find, um, yeah, I, I think that seems fairly accurate. I yeah, I don't think there's a rivalry between them. I no, feel they that's the thing. Of, they they, they sort of symbiosis. Well. Yeah, I think they mm. do uh, sort of feed into each other a bit because I, I don't think... Yeah, it's maybe is like an older cousin. I was going to say like yeah. Highgate Hill is the, the school buddy to West End. Like oh, West yeah. End's coming in like it's year one, it's hot, it's cracking, it's good. Uh, but then yeah. like the wisdom of a year seven Highgate Hill just been like, you'll calm come down. down. You'll yeah. find your, calm you'll down. find yourself. You'll find your friends. You'll, yeah. you'll get in the swing of life. Don't freak out too much about just, but I think West End's got a bit to prove. Yeah, I, think I, it, I think it's still, I think it's still shooting. For Highgate, Hill's Highgate so Hill's like, what it is. I've done that. I had yeah. a, mate, I was putting skyscrapers up in the frigging fifties. Like I know yeah. what I'm like. I'm not, I'm not here for this, like needing to have the fancy coolest bars and live indie yeah. music every night. Like, um, yeah. And maybe we'll have a We've gig every it. now and again, yeah. but, but like, you know, we got kids now we got to 
flick them down to state high. Like we're, exactly. we're just happy to chill out, get some cool breeze on a summer's day. That's how exactly. I see it. I think Highgate Hills, I think Highgate Hills is a pretty relaxed character. Yeah. And reflective of that, um, Hen, uh, I think you're right. It's, it's year one, buddy, year seven, buddy. Uh, but we put a poll up just which people like more. Um, West End or Highgate Hill. What do you think won if you haven't looked at it lately? I annoyingly have seen it. Um, oh, yeah. But I was surprised to see West End winning pretty comfortably. Like yeah, if, well, it, if it was an election, 50, you'd say it was a landslide. 57% to 43%. Which I guess West End you'd say is top three with, most with well-known brand, suburb. I was yeah, going to say, with Brisbane. the brand recognition West End has, I think that's a huge turnout for Highgate Hill. Actually, Yeah, you're actually right. I'm I With the credit that West End gets as a yeah. sort of cultural mecca in Brisbane. Yeah. It, sh- it should be in the 60s at very That's the thing. It should, it should be creaming it, right? Like, it's it's one of the big... Like, yeah. I don't know, but I reckon I reckon if we did... And I'm going to do this, actually, for interest. I think if we did Paddington, Red Hill, Paddington would clean up. Yeah. But, no, I, I actually agree with you. Because I think, I think that's the analogy. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Um, wanted to turn now... Uh, to Gabby's message, which opens up a uh, couple of quick things I want to talk about with Highgate Hill. Uh, she goes, irrelevant if it wasn't for the park and Lucky Duck. Now, we've talked a bit about the park, Goon Hill. Uh, someone else wrote in and said there was debauchery in the park. I imagine it's goon related. Uh, I, I get the vibe Goon Hill's the fucking place to be in West End Highgate Hill circles in and around summer drinking at, you know, four o'clock on a Saturday. And I kind of want to be invited. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. It sounds, it sounds like, so fun. Do you reckon, is it a sneaking out sort of thing? Like, are there, no, I guess, oh, I reckon don't think it's, it's... I reckon it's cool parents that give you the bottle of wine in year 12 because they just don't want you buying a bottle of vodka off your friend's older brother. Mate, the way that's being described here, it sounds like bloody France. <laughs> it sounds like the fucking last days of Rome. Highgate Hill <laughs> sounds <Debauchery. laughs> more than any other suburb we've ever done. I think Highgate Hill is coming off as the coolest friggin' place in Brisbane. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on this place. I'm I like now I mean this happens with most suburbs like with Metro Chicken, but now I'm just fucking desperate to go to go Goon Hill. I'm absolutely, and I imagine we'd be about six years too old for it to be cool for yeah, us to I, be I, there. Th- I think we'll go to Goon Hill, have a beer, and go, oh, it looks like we're creepy. I reckon at Goon Hill, there would be at least one group of people sitting there where they'd be playing like some sort of techno music through a speaker, but one of them would still be reading a book. And it's like, it's, ob- it's <laughs> like sipping on wine and reading a book. Like, yeah. and it's like, all, it's impossible. You can't be focusing on that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know, you show up, you show up with your Savion Blanc and you laughed out of there. Well, um, next time, how about next time? There's a suggestion of should we go to New Farm Park? Let's we try say, and let's say, go to Goon, let's yeah. go to Goon Hill. Like, also, I reckon with some of our our friends, it wouldn't be that hard. You know, our tall, cool friend Hamish, he's got a soft spot for West End and Highgate Hill. I think we could push him. Mick Jagger himself yeah. does love it, there. and he's got a, <laughs> and he's got a lot of friends who live there, and a lot of he friends does. who seem to be getting DJ sets at the Lucky Duck. Because yeah, I see Gabby I has mentioned the Lucky Duck. What is the Lucky Duck? Okay, Lucky I Duck. Keep, I keep thinking of the Defiant Duck, but I think that's <laughs> a, that's in Newstead. I swear. Fucking everyone in Brisbane bar me has been asked to DJ Lucky Duck. It's insane. I think the last weekend when I was in Brisbane, Hugh was putting on a set there. Hugh was DJing there. Um, I didn't even know Hugh could DJ. One of Sylvia's friends, Kate, has DJed multiple weeks there because she works at Dutch Vinyl in Paddington and I think there's a a record-sharing arrangement between Lucky Duck and Dutch Vinyl. I swear, but yeah, every every corner you turn around, oh, a friend of mine's DJing at Lucky Duck. Now, I'll say this. I think when they say DJing, it's playing records live. So you're just choosing the playlist. I think you're sort of selecting and you're fading in between records, which doing analog is hard. But I think, I don't think it's like these big techno, like people doing it for five hours. I think it's more like you're just curating a night of chill music while everyone has a drink. Well, they're afternoon gigs, aren't they? Yeah, there were like three or four. Apparently also, I think the Lucky Duck menu, I think it has two things. Oh, what? I think it's a chicken palmy sandwich and a vegan palmy sandwich. Well, if I don't, if I don't want a palmy sandwich, I'm shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> vegan or, <laughs> vegan like, or other it's a duck. <laughs> I love ducks. Any danger? Can I tell you how keen I was for a duck spring roll? Oh, how about some duck breast? Or, uh, come as, on. I, as I'm watching my four-year-old cousin do a DJ set. <laughs> we go there and it's just like... you got to have the- duck. The dark versions of ourselves are DJing. They're like, everyone's DJing, brother, even from the other dimension. It's venom. Um, <laughs> enter the carnage or whatever it's called. Let, yeah. there, oh. let there be carnage. Naf name. Um, I assumed it would be a Chinese menu, just hearing dark. No, no, I think. Um, but no, I mean, uh, well, I honestly think we should do an afternoon at Goon Hill and then go to Lucky Duck. Um, I keep getting excited for this and then I remember that I don't. <laughs> that I don't live in but Brisbane that's, and I'm, that's and I'm sitting in a hotel room. We lived in Brisbane for so many years and didn't get that excited to do this new stuff. That's why I think this is fun mm. is when you come back, be a bit of a tourist in your own city. That where is we go true. That you've never been before. That is true. Um, uh, Lyft Cafe is apparently the best non-pretentious uh, brunch in Brisbane. So I'm thinking we do Lyft Cafe, then go watch a movie, then uh, Goon Hill, then Lucky Duck, uh, oh, got Graham he- Quirk's DJing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hate to do it. Lyft Cafe, is that like a gym cafe? Uh, or like? a cafe that serves spiders, one of my favourite drinks. Is that? What is in like- soft drink and ice cream. But why Lyft? Because it's a great soft drink. Oh, to have as, as a lift. spider. Yeah, uh, as in lift yeah. would be a great ingredient. Like a, like yeah. a Sprite the, Cafe. Like a Sprite Cafe. Like, uh, you know, you go to Brooklyn, you have a Sprite Cafe. Come on. You'd be at the Pasito Cafe, they do a great brunch. Um, but, yeah, Henry, this finally takes us um, to a fan-voted question. Okay. I'll put up a story asking you to tell the story about how you got a rash on your nether regions in Highgate Hill. And you agreed that you'd tell the dick rash story uh, if you got over 50%. I'm proud to say that the question of should Henry tell the story about the rash uh, he got at Highgate Hill, 92% of people voted, ew, yes. So uh, what happened? You've gaslit me to the extent <laughs> that I'm asking myself earnestly if this story exists. Like, I just saw the thing. I was like, oh, it's the rash thing again. Hilarious. And now you've convinced me, like, with that whole little spiel there, I'm in my head being like, is that, did I get a rash? You're like, was it a West End rash? Uh, no, no, I completely made it up. But uh. I'm sure, listen, if we go to Goon Hill and sit on grass for 0.5 oh, get, yeah, of yeah. a second, there'll be a rash. Don't it's worry. Rash, right? for, for the 92% who are maybe disappointed right now, I'll, uh, I'll take a rain check on that rash story <laughs> and I promise it'll... Uh, no, no rash, but... Um, but you'll satisfy us with another story, won't you? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, the... Because um, I, I, I was trying to think of any contemporary experiences that I'd had in Highgate Hill and I'm pretty sure... I think... Um, a friend of mine from uni, Selena, I think she would claim she lived in West End, but I'm pretty sure it was Highgate Hill. Uh, and, and yeah, and thinking about kind of where it was, it'd have to be. But I uh, went to her 21st a week and I just remember this because it was strange. We weren't, like we were, we were friends, but definitely not what you would traditionally consider the level of closeness to do a speech at a 21st. And Right, so you were a little bit surprised to be, get the call up. And I asked her about it. I was like, oh, why yeah, me? And she's like, I want you to roast me. And, and her and I had had some, there'd been some like kind of, oh, not even disagreements or anything like that. Just like, you know, uni stuff and drama throughout the days. and, and A fiery friendship. We were, we were arsonists and we sort of, we, <laughs> we, we, got, in, we got in deep some, with, with some bad We got into crew. heaps of shit all the time. We were hanging around with the Highgate Hill mob. Uh, <laughs> they wrote a book about it. But yeah, we, so just like, and, I, and she was like, oh, you'd have, because of that, kind of background she was like there'd be a heap of material to roast me and i think it would be hilarious and i was like yeah sounds good so i prepare the roast as i was instructed to do and i probably more so than now was like edgy comedy's the best oh yeah how many how many dead babies did you oh. you know put in your you, truck selena check out this 11 minute jimmy car montage yeah, yeah. and so- so you were like, I'm going to slam Heckler's montage, <laughs> <laughs> this roast. I mean, I think, us, I think asking someone to do a roast is so precarious because you have to be mm. so thick-skinned if you actually... What which... which mm, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, what people want, I think, generally when they say a roast is they want humorous expressions of good traits. They wanted to be like, he's so friendly mm. X. Whereas what you gotta want is nah, go in a bit. Now, can I say what, what was the dynamic here? Selena yeah. 
incredibly thick-skinned and wanted hardcore dark roast. But so I went for that thinking only of Selena because it was her birthday. And I was like, oh, yeah. You forget there's a crowd. (laughs) Now, the crowd aren't in on on those internal dynamics between Selena and I. So I, I get up. And I, mean, I won't repeat any of it because it just wouldn't make sense. But like... No, repeat repeat one thing. Okay, I'll do the whole thing. No. Um, <laughs> to like a... Give me, give me like an idea. Oh, like I don't, I don't want to say it. Like quite, <laughs> like, like quite hard. Like, okay. and, and there's no way of explaining like really any of it without the context. Okay. Um, but like the darkest... Um, subject matters that you can think of. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that gives you enough yeah. of a um, homelessness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you hit her on homelessness and mate. guns and wage inequality. <laughs> Ooh, it was a, I roasted everybody. It was a roast, um, mate. And so doing that to like, and also when you think of a 21st speech in your head as you're writing it, I'm sure, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I kind of think of it as like big crowd, like people all around like like I always would envision it as kind of the like biggest 21st I've been to this was like yeah. this was a, you know there was a lot of people there everyone she invited was there but it was very much more like it wasn't like there were family friends and parents around this was yeah. like more of a house party vibe maybe yeah. than I was anticipating I, and I prepared I, I, this like strategy, tuxedo Henry. style yeah. comedy <laughs> central roast and I'm giving it to like a backyard of people I know oh. just going in hard on some of the darkest, most severe jokes. And just afterwards, like people, I think like Ari came out to me. It was like, Oh man, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty full on like way to spend 10 minutes of just like, and then <laughs> a few of Selena's friends came, who yeah, weren't overly massive fans of mine came up to me afterwards and like, yeah, like fully had a go and, and roasted like, you. I got roasted over. So the right. Selena had asked them to do a roast of you. Yeah, so all's fair. She was like John Doe, thinking thinking ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, mate, that is funny. Full on, and just did a backyard of Highgate Hill. I think I, I think it then like came to blows a little bit between me and a few of my friends, and there was like yelling, and it was like I think I called one of them a cop. Like I didn't call a cop on them, but I was like. Are you, like, like they're getting they're getting yeah, angry at me? And I was PC like, PC police, you I was know? Like, are you are you a cop? Like I was like, did You're you like, go to, did you go to, to did you go to Boyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man, but uh, Joe Rogan reckons that my speech. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be referring to uh, friggin' Pete Davidson from now yeah. on uh, for 21st speeches. Yeah. Sorry to derail. You, have you got the New York Times app? Uh, no. I've got the New York Times app um, and it sends out. <laughs> Mate, what, a, what an inane derailing. <laughs> no, but it just sends I've out. I've got the New York Times app. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it sends out push notifications. And over the last few nights, it's been sending out a push notification for every category of the Nobel Prize. Like what the Nobel Prize. Oh, who cares? I don't care. Is there anyway. a Nobel Prize in podcasting? Because we should fucking win it. <laughs> yeah. With another went, winning episode. Yeah, it went to bloody brilliant summer. beers. <laughs> So annoying. Oh, what a um, shame. Uh, but no, I think, uh, Hen, that's uh, it's a wonderful experience for you to have had in Highgate Hill, mate. It wasn't. It was horrible. Um, but I know oh, what we you mean we with, the 20, with the 21st speech and visualising your audience. Yeah. So I've always thought the safest bet, and it's funny you say that about parents, is I write it with the person and their mum and dad in mind. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Because kind of no matter what, if those people like it, you did your job. Yeah. Like, you know, but I know, I know what you mean about, oh, yeah. you know. Well, her parents weren't there. Ah, that's weird. I think they were overseas. Ah, it's less weird. Because they're like right. COVID. <laughs> that's COVID. <laughs> COVID, mate. They, um, they I had picked one last it thing. Way, back in, uh, way back in 2017. <laughs> they saw that coming. I had one last thing to say about Highgate Hill. It's, um, you know, Why Not Street? Uh, yeah. in West End. So it, it ends at Highgate Hill. It sort of crosses into it. Great um, name for a street. I love it. I, Where um, Izzy Shoshana used to live in a house. Ah, uh, glad used to. So we're not doing these live doxings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so uh, it goes off Doorknock Terrace in Highgate Hill. And I walked past it the other day. And I didn't say this out loud to anyone because I'm so glad uh, I didn't. I was with some people and someone was like, oh, why not street? That's weird. And in my mind, based on nothing, I go, it's clearly uh, an old English thing. It'd be pronounced Winnet Street. <laughs> so oh, God. I just, oh, like, take this sort of wanky guess. It's a wonder you uh, have mates. 
Uh, well, I kept it to myself, but it, I'm just yeah. like, no, it's clearly Winnet Street. Um, but then over time, I was like, no, it probably is Why Not. I found out today uh, when I was researching, uh, Why Not Street was named after the Why Not Housing Estate, which was the first built in the area. And it obtained its peculiar name from the advertising campaign where every sentence began with Why Not? As in like, why not move here to Why Not Street? I love it. I think that's outstanding marketing. Um, of I every, every, everyone who lived there would have a carefree attitude. I, I agree. Um, of all the streets I'd like to live to live in Brisbane, why not is like up there. Why not and Zigzag cool, Street have yeah, the same yeah. energy. I think there's a real similar energy. Has why not had a? You know, I need, no, you know what? There was a there was a club in Edinburgh when I was on exchange called Why Not, and it was like one yep. of the one of them. And and the Monday nights there were huge. And huge. being on I exchange, reckon... that was absolutely an option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine now being like, oh, crazy! We had a massive Tuesday. Yeah, I had two beers and went to bed. <laughs> well, Tuesdays was at uh, at Stinky Pete's. Um, Tuesdays was at Tram Lines in in Dublin. Stinky Pete's. I don't think it was Stinky Pete's. Maybe it was sneaky. It was Sneaky Pete's. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It, it was, was just stink- very stinky there. It, it was, was probably horrible, mate. Well, it was bloody small. Let me tell you that. So trying to pack every university student in yeah. Scotland into that into that bar was was full on. Yeah, God. well, there was a night for every. There was a place for every night. Like yeah, that's, and a that's night, world. And a that's world place. city stuff, isn't it? I mean, you, I mean, if where would you go on a Monday in Brisbane? Like for a night? I don't think down under. Yeah, I think well, no Dunder. I think Dunder was. Yeah, that was a bit I'd of a thing. Ask, I'd ask a college person. We just don't know. I'm going to Google it. Like, there has to be some sort of... Reddit I think there thread. was an old bar called Fat Louie's that used to be pretty yeah, massive. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I think that's still open. Where to club in Brisbane? Yeah, isn't it yeah. like... I think it's karaoke and pool. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's, like, it's more like bars and restaurants and stuff. Um, there doesn't seem to yeah, be... Yeah, no, because you're looking at eight Brisbane bars that are open on a Monday night and you're going, oh, no, there are a lot of them are bars. No, I'm looking at, Google, idiot. Look at Google, mate. I've now what found idiots? the article, the article that was written in 2014, so I don't imagine heaps of those are lock and load. No, don't know that one. Uh, anyway, um, anyway. The, other, the only other thing, yeah, I agree about why not. It'd be a great street to live in. Yeah. Um, the, mate, we didn't fully cover the community pizza oven in Lions yes. Park. Uh, Hamish uh, told but, us apparently there is a community pizza oven in Lions Park. Um, well, I wouldn't. Do you feel like wood is fired? That, is that is it sa- safe? Is that sanitary? I guess so. I like, mean, I mean, you have community barbecues, mate. Would you have to? I don't imagine the fires perpetually running. I think you'd I be imagine in of, like whoever's first there builds the fire. I imagine the wood is provided. The um, can I also the, just say I love it, but shit, that's so West End. It's like, all right, should we go down to the park, get some sausages? No, 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 no. Buy <laughs> pizza, darling. I got a better idea. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Mario's bringing down some salami, <laughs> and we're gonna. It's like, oh, do we want to cook it at his house? No, we're gonna do it in the park. We just think it'll be nice with a couple of bottles of pet nat, and someone's gonna put on the uh, latest Mitski song. <laughs> Which I actually haven't listened to yet. I love Mitski. I love Mitski. I've not listened to it yet. I'll, no. uh, I'll promptly do Get that. on that. <laughs> um, okay. I will do we, that today. Um, we talk I just about, to, yeah, yeah, we should. I just want to uh, add on the pizza oven that the, my friend Andy McKinley had a sick one at their house uh, that they built into like, out of like oh. cement. So I, that's a bit of a must-have for me. Uh, like, and dream house. I'd love to. Yeah, but I imagine it'd be so much admin, wouldn't it? Bringing down like all those ingredients and dough and cheese and everything to the park. It's enough admin yeah. doing sausage on bread. Yeah, I, I can't with a bit of With a bit of onion. With a bit of onion and barbecue sauce. Um, no, I wouldn't be bothered. Uh, and in fact, Olympian and great friend of the show, Zach Stubbledy Cook, I think has a pizza oven in his house because I keep seeing him share stories on his Insta from people going, have you ever had an Olympian cook you pizza? So, <laughs> God, he's going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of that in his life. Given the amount of Olympians that have ever been in the world and that some of them have been from Italy, I imagine it's not uncommon for an Olympian to cook your pizza. Like there would be ex-Olympians who own pizza cafes in Italy. Back that up. You do some fucking oh, research so, and so come, sure. come back next I'm week so and sure find me yeah, the yeah. Ital- Italian Olympian who owns a pizza I, cafe. I'm convinced he exists. Or she. The, or the, she. Guy, the guy who tied the high jump gold medal with the guy from Qatar just like owns UQ Pizza Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's my other job. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's ask the question now. 
Yeah. Does Highgate Hill fuck? Um, I feel like we've covered it, Henry, and particularly on that lovely monologue you had about it. I think absolutely it fucks. I think it fucks more than any suburb we've done that I can remember in a long time. I agree. It definitely the, fucks it, more than West End, which we agreed does not fuck. I think I think it fucks. Yes, it does. It's a huge yes. And I think, yeah, all the, the breeziness, the coolness, the comfortable in itself, the sit back, the let West End take the spotlight. We know what we're doing. It's uh, so the, sexy. I think it, it's... It, it, it lives and breathes sex. Come on. Can I just say this? And this yeah. is for all the young people listening. There's nothing sexier than being yourself. And you can see that on TikTok. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Unpacking Brisbane brought to you live from the Pong Street Studios and the Grand Bit of a pest hotel. Uh, thanks again to everyone who wrote in. You're, you're all legends and it really does help us out a great deal. Thank you so much for doing that. And I feel like now that we have two studios, we could start every episode with some kind of live aid like, it's 7pm in Pong Street. <laughs> it's also 7pm <laughs> in the Bit of a Pest Studios. It's great. time for Unpacking Brisbane. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, great episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And not to get too ahead of the NRL and any impending announcements, but uh, looking like hopefully next time we come to you, there could be some sort of official announcement about yeah. another Brisbane NRL team, which so if you will... thought we already talked about enough NRL in the podcast, can you imagine how we're going to react on the Battle of Brisbane 2023? I imagine they'll open round one with it. Oh, you reckon they'll open with it? I think I think round one 2023 Suncorp they'll play the Battle of Brisbane. That's huge flyback areas for oh, me. Absolutely. Um, oh, that's history. That's so exciting. Oh, anyway, we'll see you there on Pakistanis and hopefully we'll be doing the halftime entertainment of a live 20 minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what they wanted. <laughs> see you, gang. Bye. Let's stop recording. Oh, yeah.